With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Sean Spicer Show. It is August 23rd, but more importantly, it's debate day. And here in Milwaukee, the crowd is humming. The people on the street are awaiting a big debate. And we're not going to disappoint you. You know, we know who's here and who isn't. There are some people who are disappointed they are not here. But we've got all of your questions and answers about the debate. We're going to break down what to expect and how it all happens. Take you behind the scenes with a lot of insight that I don't think anyone else can bring you today. You know, while you may think the DNC and the Biden posse aren't here in person, think again. The DNC and the Biden campaign are making their presence known in Milwaukee. Are you ready? Let's get into it. All right, we have a lot to get to tonight. This is big news. This is going to be the kickoff of the political season. We've already seen a bunch of candidates not make today's stage. The ones on the stage, what are they going to say? How are they going to act? How are they going to react? What is the Trump campaign doing? What is the DNC doing? A lot to get into. But before we get into all of that, and we will, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a huge favor. Hit the subscribe button. Click the notification button. So important to our success. And regardless, if you can go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe there as well. Those subscriptions really help us flourish and help uh, the show get better known. So I appreciate it. No matter where you are, if you can go on every one of them, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Rumble. And then, by the way, if you have friends or family that are at the house, ask them to borrow their devices. Subscribe for them as well. It's like an early Christmas present. You know what I'm saying. Be helpful. Let's, Let's educate America one by one. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So if you're watching this, you know the debates tonight because this is what we've been talking about. This is what the political world has been waiting for. Republican, Democrat, media. I mean, everybody. I mean, I'm walking down the street here in Milwaukee the last couple of days, and I think you got... A bunch of media, but you've also got a bunch of foreign media. I saw someone from an embassy the other day. Everybody, not just in the country, but I think around the world is going to be looking tonight. Um, and it, what's so interesting about what we're going to talk about now is, is I, I ran these debates in 2015. And I want you to have context because it's important. What a lot of these folks in the media do is, is they, they, don't, they got a sign to come cover a debate. That's great. Here's the difference, though. I actually ran them in 2015. Up until that point, up until 2015, and I've told you the folks this before, but it's a reminder, neither party had control of their party's platform. I mean, literally, Reince Priebus and I, when we got into the RNC, Reince had been elected chairman, I got brought in as his comms director, we go off to Iowa. 
the site of the first debate in 2012. It was actually 2011, I think. And we literally had to call up the state party chairman, a guy by the name of Matt Strawn, and ask him for two tickets to our party's debate in Iowa. And, and he was like, let me see what I can do. Great guy, nice guy, very accommodating. But the party, the national party, had nothing to do with the debate, nothing. And frankly, neither had the DNC. The DNC had tried it, but they had nothing to do with it either. Well, after 2012, we realized that candidates were running around the country, literally running around the country, debate to debate. There was no rhyme or reason when the debates were who was hosting them. One instance that happened in New Hampshire was insane. There was a debate on a Saturday and then one on a Sunday. That was crazy. Like, what changed? Debates take up two big things from a campaign, time and money. I mean, if you walk around Milwaukee now, you'll see, you know, they brought their teams in, their operation, their surrogates, right? That costs money, and it takes time away from their schedule that can be out in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina. We're here in Milwaukee, the site of the convention, which is something that we started in 2012. So for all those people that say it happens all the time, it didn't. It actually, first time we ever did this, rather, was 2015. We thought, what, what better place to kick it off than Cleveland? The RNC must, by rule, have its summer meeting in the city that we're hosting the convention. So in 2016, that was Cleveland. And we thought, what better place to kick it off than what would be the host of the convention? And so the RNC this time followed the lead of what we did last time. But for all these folks in the media that say this happens all the time, not true. It happened once. I led that effort. They just don't want to tell you about it because Again, they got assigned to cover a debate, and they don't know what they're talking about. This is going to be a really interesting scenario, though, because some things have improved and some things haven't. The candidates that are here tonight, there'll be eight of them on stage. Trump won't be one of them. Um, there are three or four that are really upset. They're saying that the RNC rigged the system. I'm sorry. You couldn't get 1% in the polls, and you think you're going to be the nominee of the Republican Party? I tweeted this out earlier because apparently Will Hurd, the former congressman from Texas, is upset. He's saying the RNC rigged the process against him. That's right. They rigged it against Will Hurd the same way that the NBA rigged it so that I couldn't go into the slam dunk contest. This is insane. You had to get 1%. You didn't get it. I'm sorry. This is nothing personal. I've met Will Hurd. He seems like a nice guy. He has served his country. He was in the CIA before going to Congress. I like him. He seems like a nice person that cares about America. But at some point, if you can't get 1%, you're not going to be the nominee of the party. The first caucus in Iowa is January 15th. No, sorry. I was walking around Iowa last week. You guys saw some of those videos. No one's talking about Will Hurd. I mean, frankly, Asa Hutchinson, Doug Burgum, a lot of these other guys barely made the 1%. And you think somehow that like you're the guy. Here's the other dirty secret that I just want to tell you about. It's really interesting because everyone goes, well, I should have made the stage. Why? Do you know how many people actually file to run for president, these are the ones that you know about, the ones that we talk about, right? But there's like 300 people that file with the Federal Election Commission to run for president. What's the threshold? If we don't make it some polling thing, and I get it's not perfect, then what should it be? Because, I mean, think about it, should it be because you held office, Will Hurd, you were a congressman? Donald Trump had never held office. Vivek Ramaswamy never held office. By the way, Vivek Ramaswamy's at like six, seven, eight percent in the polls. He's raised $5.7 million. So a guy who's never held anything, he raised 2.7 of that from donors, gave some of it himself. But here's the point. Why, why should it just because you held office? Mayor Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, should that be it? 
There's another guy that used to be mayor of Cranston, Rhode Island, by the way. He's not even here tonight. He wants to run, too. He now lives in Colorado. What's the bar? If you don't have some kind of objective standard that anybody should be in, and it's not a debate, it's just a cattle call. So I get it's not perfect, but I'm sorry for the folks who didn't make it. You're nice people. I think you care about the party. I think you care about the country. But you didn't get enough support, and we're five months away from the debate. So we are here tonight. We will see eight candidates. I want to break this down for you because there's going to be, I think, sort of three kind of candidate approaches tonight. You're going to have the Chris Christie kamikaze, right? They're just, he's just going to wake up and go, Donald Trump's bad, Donald Trump's bad, Donald Trump's bad. I'm going to tell you why that's a stupid approach. Let's just say hypothetically that that is the most effective approach and people say, Chris Christie, you're right. I heard what you said. I don't like Donald Trump anymore. Well, they don't necessarily benefit Chris Christie, does it? Just because you decide that you don't. There's seven other people up there tonight. So maybe they agree with you, Chris Christie, that Donald Trump is horrible. He's a bad person. You're not going to be the beneficiary. So I would argue that that strategy is not beneficial. Then there are some people who are going to go after other candidates. Maybe they go after DeSantis. Maybe they go after. I would say that that's kind of the same bucket here. Here's what I would argue. If you're at 2, 3, 5, 10%, talk about yourself. Talk about Biden and why you're the best person to secure the border, to make us more economically sound, to address the issues that we're facing foreign policy-wise, whether it's Ukraine or China or standing up to them, how you're going to bring manufacturing home, how you're going to stop the woke culture, redo government. Talk about those things. Because if you're at 2% and you can get yourself to 4 that's great. And I'll tell you this, if someone hears that argument and likes what you say, they're probably going to be with you. So from a promotion standpoint, that makes the most sense to me. And I, I think the problem is, is the media wants the fight. They care about ratings. They're here tonight, and it'll be really interesting. How much do Martha McCallum and Brett Baer make this about Donald Trump? They, they don't care about the Republican nominee or you promoting yourself as a candidate or someone going from 2 to 4% or 4 from 5 They want to get ratings. I guarantee you, tomorrow, that's what they're going to do. They'll put an ad out saying, we got this much ratings, we did this well, da da da, da number, I mean, they're competing with other networks. They're selling ad space. That's what they're doing. So I, I think that keeping in context tonight, and again, it's going to be a fascinating night. Donald Trump is counter-programming with Tucker Carlson on Twitter. Now, I can walk and chew gum. So can you. You can hold a screen and watch it and watch the debate. I don't know, maybe you... DVR the debate, maybe you watch Tucker on Twitter later. But I have a feeling that it's going to be really interesting to see how many people watch both or how many views the Tucker thing gets. To me, that is going to be a very interesting, interesting scenario. Um, so how this thing plays out, um, the Trump team, by the way, is here. It's going to be very fascinating. Um, they've got, they took out folks to dinner last night. All these reporters, they're handing out bingo cards. They had pudding stuff, because obviously, if you remember, everybody was accusing Ron DeSantis of eating pudding with his fingers after some story came out about him. So they're clearly here trying to bracket him. They've got their surrogates here. Carrie Lake, whose birthday it is, by the way. Happy birthday, Carrie. She's here with Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Apparently, they're trying to get into the spin room afterwards. We'll see if they get in. We'll be there ourselves. We have credentials. So I'll tell you what happens tomorrow. But it's going to be really interesting, in my opinion, to see how this happens. 
The Trump team made a decision not to show up their candidate. And I get that. I support it. I've been very clear. It would be stupid. The guy's leading by anywhere from 50 to 60 points in the polls. I mean, his nearest competitor, DeSantis, is like 40 points. So why show up? You've heard me say this before. These guys, a lot of them need name tags. Why stand on stage as a two-time nominee? Should he debate at some point down the future? Probably. But right now, you know, let the undercard fight it out to get you somebody. Trump's the current reigning champ. You don't let the guy who just showed up at the gym take on the champ, fight for the belt. No. So everyone pumped their brakes a little. I know all the media folks are freaking out. I don't think it was a good idea. But here's the other thing. His team is here. They're bracketing DeSantis. They clearly look at him as the thing. And I will be interested to see how they handle this debate. They're out there running around all day today talking to reporters. I think they're going to try to get in the spin room. One thing that's fascinating, Fox doesn't want them there. But there's two ways you get into the spin room. Well, the three. One is you get credentialed. We are credentialed. We applied for them. They gave them to us. We will be in there. We'll show you some of that footage tomorrow. Okay. Fox said no. You're not coming to the debate. We're not giving you credentials. Two is other media organizations applied for credentials and are handing them to their guests. So they're saying, okay, Jason Miller from Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Trump supporters, we, you know, pick the network, is going to give you a set of our credentials because they don't have your name on them. They say Fox debate and you can walk in. They don't have your picture on them, right? So they can just walk it right in the door. So that's number two. Um, and, and I think then number three is, very, is interesting, right? So the debate is co-sponsored by, by Rumble. Don Jr. has a show on Rumble. Kimberly Guilfoyle has a show on Rumble. Do they walk in and say, hey, I'm here with my, to do my show or to do segments for my show. Rumble's a co-sponsor. So I think that they're going to get in. The other thing to keep in mind is the Biden team and the, the DNC, they're here too. This is called bracketing. This is what we've done for RNC, my whole six years there. The, the existential question that I have, though, does it matter, right? I know the media is excited for it. How many people are going to go after Trump? Will DeSantis do that? Will Ramaswamy go up and down? Those are all fun media questions. But the big question, as someone who's been involved in this for a long time, is will people actually care? Is it going to change their mind? Is anyone looking at this debate and saying, yeah, this is going to help me make up my mind? Well. We wanted to do something about that, get a little insight. So we sent conservative commentator, Annabella Rockwell, to the mean streets of Milwaukee. <laughs> she had a full security detail, though. I'm kidding. There was no, it was just a cameraman. Uh, he's no Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, but I, I was intrigued. You went out and talked to folks. Um, and tell me kind of what you asked them and, and what, you, what, what, what their responses were. Well, Sean, I talked to everyone, <laughs> everyone under the sun, because I wanted to know the same. Do people in Milwaukee even know there's a debate right. going on? Does this debate matter? Are they going to watch it? I'll tell you, left, right, everyone knows who Donald Trump is. Sure. Uh, everyone has an opinion on President Trump. You know, I was surprised that a lot of people didn't know who Ron DeSantis was. Well, let's see. Let's take a look at some of the reaction that you got. Take, take a listen here. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Did you guys know there's a big Republican primary debate here on Wednesday? No. 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 Okay. Are you are you following the primaries at all? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> did you guys vote in the last yes, election? Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. What what party did you vote for? Republican. Republican. <laughs> nice. Okay. But you're not we following. Really misinformed right now too. That's so bad. I swear. <laughs> Can you name these people? Yeah. Prove it. Well, the fat one's Chris Christie. <laughs> I feel like this girl looks very familiar, and this guy. Uh, Is that Bill Clinton? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Maybe not. Probably okay. can name the majority of them. Okay. All right, are we ready? Yes. Donald Trump, everyone knows him, right? Chris Christie, mm -hmm. New Jersey, governor, right? Okay. Vivek Ramaswamy. How many more we got? You got a couple more, but you're, you're winning. Scott. Do you think this debate will influence your decision at all? Um. It's nice to hear their opinion, but Donald Trump won't be here, so. That's right, so does that affect your decision yes, to it watch not. it? I mean, I will still watch it. Okay. Just wow. won't be impressed by it. <laughs> Trump has such a big lead, is it gonna make a difference? Do you think that this debate's really gonna influence your decision? It's gonna help, at least. You're gonna see where people stand right away, but they're gonna be battling each other and not the, the real problems that the United States has, seriously. What do you, what do you wanna hear about? I want to hear about how they're going to turn this country around. Seriously, we're, this is the United States of America, the best country in the world. And we seem to be spinning our wheels right now in the sand. Do you guys have a, any sort of second choice if it's not Trump? We should really read. <laughs> well, now Sean Spicer. <laughs> Sean Spicer for president. Yeah. Only if he dances. Yeah. yeah, we have to see some dance moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta, this is, this is tough for me now because I, I was prepared to do the show. I've been committed to this. I, I so much to digest <laughs> right now about whether or not, maybe, I was saying earlier, I should think about running for vice president. Nobody's running for vice president. It's wide open. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. Two things that I want to say off the bat before I get your reaction. Number one, if you're listening to this on Spotify or, or Apple, um, uh, podcast, and you just heard the audio version of this. Annabella had pictures of all the candidates and was asking them to identify. So if you were, if you're listening to this audio and asking what what was happening, that was part of what was happening there. Let me tell you my first impression, though, because again, there are several things, and I want to get yours. But when you ask those first people if they knew that there was a debate, and they said no, and I'm thinking, I've been here, well, technically three days now. And you can't walk around Milwaukee without seeing something that says the big debate. And every restaurant has like, you know, the debate special and, and, and the, uh, the FISERV, which is the forum where it will be held, has a massive picture that says this and there's pipe and drape and, and things cornered off it. I was just like, and you turn on the media here and it's like the debate this, the debate that. How do these people, I was like, where have you guys, you're outside, you were outside, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> that makes me really wonder what's going on in Milwaukee, that you can walk by everything and be like, miss all the size. It's an exercise that, that apparently you can't reach everything with advertising. But what else kind of stood out to you as you talked to folks? I definitely was dumbfounded by the disconnect also. But again, everybody knows Trump, left, right. As I'm showing people the pictures, they think they know who DeSantis is, but a lot of them couldn't name him. Did I they thought, think it was somebody else and they just didn't know his name? They didn't know his name. Okay. And then they recognized Vivek. Really? And then poor Doug Burgum, whose picture he even had a, a name tag on, 
Nobody. Not one. And so the picture literally has a name tag that says Doug Burger. I'm like, who's that? They couldn't get it. And Asa who? Asa who? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, those are the two that, that are going to take up seven and eight positions on the stage. And so for people who don't know, like the stage is set that the front runner, it's like a NASCAR race. That's pole position. You are in the front. The front podiums that are dead center are where it goes one, two, three, four, and it works it's safe out. So if you're on the wings of that debate stage, seven and eight are where you're at. That's Doug Bergman and Asa Hutchinson, the last two to make it in. I wasn't surprised uh, that, that that happened. But was there a... a like any kind of thing that stuck out to you in terms of like, did younger people, were they paying more attention? Was it older? I mean, like anything else demographically that caught your eye? Um, demographically, it seems like people, younger people actually maybe had already made up their mind. Really? The ones that like Trump already kind of knew and they weren't interested in following it. And there were a lot of people who didn't even understand that this was a Republican primary <laughs> debate. Where's Biden? Yeah, exactly. They were like, oh, well, I'll decide. And I'm like, okay, well, decide for what? They're like, oh, you know, left or right, not sure. A lot of people just don't even get it big picture what's happening. <sighs> yeah, these are voters. Um, how many of the people that when you talked to them said, I'm, I'm with Donald Trump no matter what. How many? Um, Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, maybe, maybe a quarter. Really? Yeah. So it seems like, at least, and again, it's not a scientific sample, but were people open to voting for these other folks? They were opening to listening. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that, I get it. And again, this isn't scientific, but it is fascinating because the media wants everyone to believe that no one's with Trump. Um, obviously, there is a, there's an audience for at least some some take of other folks. Do people want to talk to you? I mean, I obviously... Wait, do you want to talk to me, Sean? To but I'm saying that when you walked up to people and said, can I talk about the debate? I noticed in Iowa, everybody wanted to talk politics. Do people want to talk politics in Milwaukee? Mm, no, but they wanted to talk to me. <laughs> they wanted to talk to you. I, I can see that. They're like, I don't know about politics, but I'll talk to you. That's and it was fun playing the game, can you name these people? Right. And do they enjoy... I just, it's funny, I, I don't... Like, Iowa folks are used to being engaged in the process. They want to play the game. They want to talk to you. They want to give you their opinion. I just am intrigued, you know, did Milwaukee, people in Milwaukee want to engage? People in Milwaukee were real Americans that weren't so invested in right. politics. They had They're lives. living their lives. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I guess you're bombarded with it all the time. All right. Annabella Rockwell, thank you for getting out there and, and bringing that in. Obviously, we've got a lot more that we need to find out. So uh, let's get back out there in Milwaukee and see what else you can find out for us. I'll report back to All you. All right, thank you. And by the way, just for the record, uh, I'll have to consider this run for president. I'm going to be talking with my advisors over the weekend, and uh, I'll see if I can make the debate stage at Simi Valley. Uh, so we'll see. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I mentioned at the beginning how we had started this whole process in 2015, taking over the debates. That first debate, as I mentioned, was in Cleveland, which would eventually be the site of the 2016 convention where Donald Trump would accept the nomination. Um, it was the first time that we had done this. It was um, where the Cavaliers play, kind of the same way now. They're doing it in the Fiserv forum, which is where the Bucks play. Um, and it was the first time that we had actually, you know, we were trying to figure out how many people could fit in. We had, remember, 
a, a main stage and then what a lot of people call the kiddie table because that's how many candidates we had in the debate. The thing that's interesting, I think, between now and then is everybody was focused on Trump last time, right? Remember that famous Rosie O'Donnell line that Megyn Kelly gave where she said, you treat women like this, and he goes, only Rosie O'Donnell, and everybody laughed. But no one had known up to that point what to expect out of Donald Trump. They all thought that it was going to be a, a flash in the pan that Trump would show up at the first debate and maybe you know, flame out. Uh, you think about the people on that stage, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush. Uh, the idea was Chris Christie. Uh, this, these folks, Scott Walker, these folks are experienced political hands. Trump, the neophyte, you know, he's not really even running a real operation, and so this is a show to him. Cleveland was, I don't know, I don't even know excited. We did that, we just talked about it with Annabella here with respect to Milwaukee. People in Cleveland, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't like we were advertising. It wasn't a big enough deal because no one knew what to expect. This is historically, that became the largest, uh, I know people are going to laugh at this, but the, the debate was the, the biggest audience of a debate. I don't know what it was, 17 million for the first one and another for the, I think it was 24 million combined between the two debates. But Trump wasn't, people didn't know what to make of Trump at that point. Now, as I said, we're walking around Milwaukee. It's literally, he is physically not here, but he is present everywhere. His team is here. His surrogates are here. I mean, like, I, literally his campaign team is here. His surrogates, Carrie Lake, Matt Gates, several others are here trying to spin and bracket the other ones, talk about DeSantis, et cetera. The media is talking about Trump. The DNC and the Biden campaign are talking about Donald Trump. He's physically not here, but that's all anyone can talk about. And I have a feeling that the moderators tonight will kick off the debate about Donald Trump. This community, though, every hotel in Milwaukee is sold out. Every hotel. They're talking about the massive economic impact that this is having. We didn't talk about that in Cleveland. Media, when we were walking around yesterday, was coming from all over the world to cover this. The number of cameras up and down the street around the Fiserv is unreal. And I, look, I said this before, there is like the advice that you'd give a candidate, which I've been trying to tell you what I would give these guys, right? Because your job as a candidate is to win or to grow or to raise more money. The media doesn't have that same interest. That's why all they want is for these guys to go after Trump. They want ratings, they want moments, they want clips, they want clicks, that's it. So I just remind you of what their goal is tonight and what the other candidate's goal is. They're gonna come out and say, oh, so-and-so didn't go after Trump. That's not what they should be doing. That's what they want. That's what the left wants. And not only what the left wants, but here's my point, and I've been making this over and over again about the nut of this show. They've never run a campaign. They don't know what it takes to win. I mean, maybe they took a poli-sci class in college. I get that. But this is, if you're on stage tonight, in theory, you want to win. So I don't really care what the New York Times or Politico or NBC thinks they should be doing because there's nobody there that A, cares about the outcome or two, that is ever even probably, you know, associated with a Republican except for maybe in an interview at NBC or something. I mean, these guys act like they have a clue. They don't. So I, I just remind you of the big thing. I asked a bunch of people, by the way, 
on social media, give me some questions that you have and, and I'll try to add some perspective. And one of the first things that people came back with is, why watch this debate? I don't know, I think it's a good question. But I think part of it is for me, I wanna see what everyone else has to say. I wanna see what kind of campaigns there are. I wanna see what kind of policies they wanna put forward. Because here's the thing that I think is interesting. I think from a policy perspective, generally speaking, we're probably all 80% on the same page. But I also wanna know about their priorities. I, I think that China is an existential threat to our way of life. I really do. I mean, how we went through COVID and came out the other end and became more dependent on China blows my mind and infuriates me. How we sit back and watch this government spend more and more money and, and everybody tells you about how important spending is, they don't, I mean, what, what are they doing, right? Um, so I, I just think what their priorities are is important. For a lot of these folks, I don't know Doug Burgum. I've met him. Uh, I saw him in Iowa. I'd like to hear what he has to say. Um, you know, Vivek has been really good. I think he's made some great arguments. I'd like to see him on the stage. How does he interact with people? How does he compare? But also remember, take the two hours, take out commercial breaks, divide by eight, and what are we talking about? Like three minutes a person? It's not even a, it's like a glorified elevator speech. So let's face it. I'm not gonna get a ton, but for the first time, some of these folks have an opportunity to present themselves to a bigger stage. And it's not, you can rehearse something, but I said this to someone earlier today, you're gonna know who's rehearsed. When Trump said that thing about Rosie O'Donnell, he went like, you know, I only wrote to Megyn Kelly. That wasn't rehearsed, he had no idea he was getting that question, but it showed, you might not agree with his answer, but man, that guy was authentic and he was real. I, I think you're gonna see a bunch of candidates and I'll save it till tomorrow who get up there and are like, look, the threat that we face continues to be. They're gonna look like they've sat in their hotel room all day, stared in a mirror and got it down. I, I don't see how people are gonna buy that. They're just not, we don't want that anymore. I don't want you to be Donald Trump, I want you to be authentic. I want you to be too true to yourself. So I think that's why I would watch this. I would also see how, how the Tucker thing goes. Remember, the, the word on the street is this was filmed days ago. I don't think you're gonna see anything that's gonna be brand new. Um, someone else asked, how are the questions fielded and selected in the debate process? It's a great question. The RNC has zero editorial role, none, nada, whatever. The, the news organizations will never, ever allow that to occur, never. So um, just know that that's the case. Um, the Young America's Foundation is a partner to this debate, and we asked Scott Walker earlier today how that worked. He said that they taped at their convention a series of questions, a bunch of them, right? And then they handed all of those questions over to Fox. Fox can pick and choose which ones that it wants to use, uh, how many it wants to use. So Young America's Foundation, let's just say, and he didn't mention this, let's say they gave him 20 questions that students asked at this convention they were having. They might pick three or four. Now, they know what 20 were asked, they don't know what ultimate ones are gonna get picked. The only people who probably know what questions are going to get used are the moderators, Brett Baer, Martha McCallum, and probably some of their bosses. That's it. Those are the only people who have uh, any sense of what, what happens. Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of the question thing. And, and like I said, I do think, you know, which is a, a side note to this question, how they utilize those questions. What percentage goes to Trump? What percentage goes to allowing them to talk about themselves and issues? The thing I've always had as a frustration about Republican debates is you're supposed to be helping Republican primary voters make a decision, not get rated. So talking about 
abortion eight times when everyone's pretty much there seems to be, I mean, you can probably get it out in one question. Anyway, uh, the last question that somebody asked was, what happens in the spin room? Um, so the spin room is where everybody goes afterwards, the surrogates and the camp candidates. Now, Donald Trump made the spin room kind of a big thing after the 2016 debates. He went personally, no shock there. And you go around and you talk to the outlets. Now, if you've had a strong debate performance, you want to limit that because the last thing you want to do is you want to kind of do no harm. Let your debate stage performance stand. If there's something you want to clean up, uh, then go talk to them. But the clips are going to stand. So it's where your surrogates flood the zone and say you won, you kicked butt, you destroyed the other person, so-and-so failed. It's all about setting expectations and kind of trying to create that little game afterwards. Um, so. Um, now, we had a Zoom call this morning about the debates with Scott Walker and Mark Halperin. I want to show you something really interesting because Mark Halperin, I think, is one of the best source journalists. He has seen all of these things unfold over many cycles. He had five really good predictions that I want to show you. Kind of lay the land for us. What are you hearing from the campaigns um, as we head into you know this these final few hours? I think there's four big dynamics uh, right now, and we've just added a fifth. One is so much pressure on Governor DeSantis. There's just a ton of pressure on him, and he's got one of the best debate coaches in the country working with him. But we need to—he's got to—he's got to be bigger yeah, than just, everybody on that stage. But Brett O'Donnell's his name, right? And yeah, that, Brett, he, Brett O'Donnell. Brett O'Donnell. Yeah, and he's, he's been, been brought in relatively late, and DeSantis has gotten better on the stump lately. But how good can he be tonight? in a format where, you know, are, are the moderators going to let him have more time than everybody else? Number one. Number two, Governor Christie. I ran into him last night. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be super aggressive. How much the moderators tee him up? I think they'll tee him up a lot because I think he's the best show on the stage and they need a good show. Three is uh, Vivek. Vivek is, is, comes in here hot, obviously, comes in here as a target. He's made a ton of mistakes. He makes tons of mistakes. His supporters don't care. But people are acting to some extent like he's at 30 in the polls. He's not. He's not in double digits. But I want to see how he does and, and how much pressure he's under. Four is Trump. Donald Trump isn't here. His people are here in force. They have a very sophisticated plan to dominate this. They took a bunch of reporters out to dinner last night. There are presence on the street. The Tucker, the Tucker interview is going to unfurl during the debate. They really want to dominate even without a candidate here. And then last, CNN is reporting Governor Burgum has gone to the emergency room in a pickup after a pickup basketball accident. Obviously, I wish him the best and hope he gets better. I thought he was actually yeah. going to be a, a kind of a quiet force tonight. If he's not on the stage, it's bad for him. I don't think it affects things overall. All right. Well, that last one, by the way, we're at least hearing reporting that Burgum will be on the stage. Uh, he had gone to the hospital. We recorded that early this morning, obviously. And by the way, if you want to be part of that, go to my Locals page right now. We've got another call tomorrow, seanspicer.locals.com. Join the VIP section, and you can be part of that tomorrow. We're actually going to take some questions, I think, uh, and, and throw some analysis. But I, I love what Mark said. The other thing that's, by the way, who is here, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, the DNC is here. The DNC came. Now, I did this at six years at the RNC. We went and bracketed them. They did a bait. We'd go there. We'd talk about why their candidates were horrible and why we had a better way of life. Uh, we had some fun uh, ways of doing this. We would hand out tchotchkes and little branding things. We would roll billboards around. We did this at the DNC, too. right? So you go to their event. You counter-program. You're trying to sell everyone on why you know, um, their candidates are stuck in the past or moving in the wrong direction. So 
Actually, it's funny. I give them some credit for actually doing this because in the last few years, they've been horrible at it. And I was actually always didn't feel like they were a worthy opponent when I was at the RNC. I mean, we literally dominated their debates. We, I got questions in the Twitter feed on the debate stage at one debate that CBS was moderating. I mean, that was that's ridiculous. I literally, they were reading a Twitter feed that was me in real time at that debate, which is insane. Uh, but that's effective. Getting under their skin, making them respond to the RNC was great. They're trying to do that here. I give them credit for showing up, okay? But check this out. They put a billboard up. They put two. One goes after our candidates. The other one touts Biden-Harris. They were able to come up with four things, okay? They talk about women's rights and protecting it. Well, they're not sure they even protect it, but I get it. That's their shtick. Okay, number one, creating jobs. Okay, uh, let's just not deal with that for a second. Number two, though. Lowering prices, did, did anyone, like what, did they just not have a fourth? I mean, I don't get that one. Lowering prices, on what? I mean, again, you've got a media that's like, oh, he lowered prices for, like, that's their shtick. The biggest thing that we're facing is inflation around this country. I mean, food, supplies, rent, interest rates are through the roof and they're lowering prices. Dude, who's ever doing their billboard, like, uh, what, what were you thinking? Did you guys not fact check this thing? Oh my gosh. But anyway, they are here uh, helping the Milwaukee economy. Uh, we'll see how much of an impact they have. I don't think between the Donald Trump, Fulton County indictment and the debate tonight, they're gonna get breakthrough a lot. Uh, but just because they're here doesn't mean they're doing a good job, it just means they're here. So again, sometimes you get credit just for showing up. I'll give them the credit for showing up. Uh, I, I'm not really giving them the credit for, for doing a good job. So as we head in tonight, couple takeaways. Remember, where you get your analysis from is going to matter. The mainstream media is focused entirely on Donald Trump. Should he be here? Should he not be here? The impact he's going to have. And their ratings. That's it. The reason this show exists and the reason I wanted to do this is because there, this is, the process is bigger than that. This is a race for delegates. I don't care who does great tonight. I don't care if you have the biggest breakout. If you can't tell me how you're gonna accumulate delegates and win, it doesn't matter. At a certain point, you heard Mark talk about does Doug Burger break out or whatever. At a certain point now, granted that guy's a billionaire, but you need money and support to keep going. The next debate's coming up September 27th. You need to get 3%, not just one. So for a lot of these guys like Doug Burger and Asa Hutchinson, how do you get to that next threshold in particular? We'll see. Maybe they have a moment tonight, but you have to grow your campaign to go forward. Cars take gas. Campaigns take money and donations and support. Let's see where we are. I just, I'll be interested. As I said earlier, uh, when we started this show, DeSantis has a lot to lose tonight. Ramaswamy has a lot to gain. Then, then the third tier, who breaks out? Is it Nikki Haley? Is it one of the other ones? Uh, we'll see. But I also think, does Chris Christie just truly go full kamikaze? The media is gonna be all over that. They're gonna love it. He'll be on every show tomorrow morning, the Today Show, ABC. You know, uh, I just don't, I get it. That's what they want. So we'll see. Tomorrow though, uh, we are excited to have a, a panel show. I've got three guests, not pundits, three people in the game that will be making decisions on behalf of the candidates that they represent based on what happens tonight. Okay, so this is real. This is why this show is different. This isn't a bunch of people speculating and pontificating. These are people in the game. And I'm excited to break it down. What happened, who did well, who didn't, you know? That to me is what's gonna make this difference. So 
If you want to be somewhere tomorrow where you're going to be smart to understand the process better, come to this place. Subscribe. Know what you're getting on. Be smarter than everybody else. By the way, we played that clip from Mark Halperin uh, and Governor Walker, the, what we call debate prep. It's available today. If you go to seanspicershow.com, you can see it, uh, the tape version. Go to my YouTube page. But if you want to be part of it tomorrow live, go to seanspicer.locals.com. Be part of the VIP group. You can watch it live, and we're picking some people to ask some questions. So uh, be part of that. Here, get some expert analysis. Scott Walker was on the stage with Donald Trump. He was a two-time governor and presidential candidate. He led the field. He talked this morning about mistakes that he made. This is real. This is a real candidate that was on the stage that's telling you things that no pundit could possibly do because they've never been on a stage before. So we'll hear his expertise and analysis tomorrow as well. I am so pumped for tonight. So excited to provide insight. We will be in the spin room. We're gonna be there all day. We're going over in just a little while. We're gonna have analysis and understanding of what happens. Uh, like I said, you will see it nowhere else. This is why this show exists. Please take the time to subscribe to not just YouTube, but to Spotify, iTunes, or podcast, whatever they call it, Rumble, Make sure you don't miss a show and help do what you can to help support the show. Share it with folks. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Until next time, we'll see you right back here on The Sean Spicer Show. Well, if you enjoyed this content, make sure to like this video, subscribe, and click the notification bell to get more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.